On today's show, how confident is Nico Harrison that the Mavericks will re-sign Kyrie? What did he think about Luka Doncic's potential trade request? And what did he say the two things that needed to improve on the Mavericks? Talk about that and more on today's Lockdown Mavs. I'm Luka Doncic and this is Lockdown Mavericks. I don't believe you shouldn't be here. Loyalty never fades away. And welcome. You are locked on to the Dallas Mavericks. My name is Nick Engstead, media member and NBA channel manager of the Locked On Podcast Network. Thanks for being part of the show, making Locked On Maps your first listen every day. Follow or subscribe for free wherever you get your podcasts uh, or on YouTube. But the best way you can help us grow the show is to listen every day and to comment anything below let us know what was the quote that stood out to you the most from nico harrison's exit interview uh, let us know in the youtube comments if you want to support the show text us and get text alerts from us about mavs rumors and more throughout the offseason subscribe to our subtext uh, text the number 214-643-8637 or click the link in the description wherever you're listening to this also this show is brought to you by HelloFresh. Skip trips to the grocery store and count on HelloFresh to make home cooking easy, fun, and affordable. That's why it's America's number one meal kit. Go to HelloFresh.com slash NBA60 and use code NBA60 for 60% off plus free shipping. And joining me, as always, my co-host, writer, contributor at Mavs.com. The exit interview interest. The one more thinking. What you got for me, Isaac Harris? Maybe we should do an exit interview. We do like an exit interview <laughs> Of like a, a live YouTube or something, and we just take <laughs> questions from people, and it's our lockdown Mavs exit interview from the season. Let's we should do it on subtext. If if you wanna if you wanna we'll do an exit interview. Text us a question on subtext that you would ask us in an exit interview from the season, <laughs> uh, and then we'll answer them. We'll definitely do mailbags and stuff off subtext too. That'll be fun. Yeah. Um, but yeah, today we're gonna get into Nico Harrison's exit interview. The end of the Dallas Mavericks season. Is, is here. It's, it's it's done. It's over, which is weird. Playing games are being played as we're recording this, literally. The Mavericks are done, but uh, he said a lot of things about Kyrie Irving, about Luke Doncic. He said two things the Mavericks need to improve. Yep. He may have said them last year, too. <laughs> and then we'll go back and forth and talk about the other quotes that, that stood out. But let's, talk, let's start here. I think maybe the biggest quote that stood out, which is just like the obvious one, we'll do this one to start. He said, quote, this year was not acceptable. He also said, you know, the fans should be frustrated. I'm frustrated, and this year was not acceptable. Disappointment. I, talked about it being a disappointment, and, I, like, sitting there listening to him, being in the room, you could hear how disappointed he was, and like, how frustrated he was with this season and how, like, hey, it wasn't good enough. Like, that that didn't work. The stuff that we tried didn't work. You know, Christian Wood didn't work. JaVale didn't work. Like, he, he said a bunch of different ways that those two guys basically didn't work. The two big additions that they made did not work at all. And that they have to step up their game. And I, I felt that sense of urgency from him that I that I wanted to hear from Jason Kidd all season and never did. But I felt I really felt it from Nico Harrison in, the, in this. Yeah, I mean, there's nothing else more he can really say, right? I mean, there's there's literally Disagree. nothing you can disagree because I've heard Jason Kidd all season say completely Jason other Kidd, things. Not not Nico, but though. I'm I'm like, saying though he could take that approach where it's like, you know, oh, you know, he could take the the push the blame approach where it was like, you know. Uh, yeah, the, these guys like we brought him in here to be one thing, and you know they didn't they didn't work. Like, well, or, yeah, you know it, our it star's got to be as... better. He's got to be a leader. You know he could have done something like that, or yeah, and he didn't. But 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 him cat like categorizing 
energizing. That was a really good <laughs> categorizing. Yeah, there you go. We don't really uh, pronounce the, the T in, in English, do we? Categorizing. We just kind of like skip it. A little bit. We have the cat. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I didn't mean T's in general. I meant in that specific word. Oh, okay. Um, so anyway, um, Nico, I loved his honesty today. Ben, I'll say that. Like, that one. <laughs> no. Um, I, I loved how you know how honest he was with some things. Um with some players about the supporting cast. That's the stuff that he doesn't have to be as honest about. Yes. Like I fully expected him. Like there's no way somebody in the GM could get up there and say, yeah, we fell short, but man, we have a lot of things to hang our hats on. And there's a lot of stuff like not after a season like this, this was a horrific season. There's no way of putting it. So, um, and he acknowledged that. And you want, you want to hear that he expected to hear that. But I didn't expect fully some of the like transparency of like, yeah, we got to get better players around yeah. these dudes and like, yeah, right. and even like different types of players. Like, we got to get better IQ players. Even the little, I mean, we'll talk about the little shots at Christian Wood at times and uh, in his quotes. But yeah, I mean, he's just he was really honest, and I appreciate that. The big thing though is that he talked about Kyrie and the optimism around can the Mavericks resign Kyrie. You know, he said, quote, the things that he said, you know, Kyrie did an exit interview with with Nico Harrison. He didn't do one with media, but he did do one with Nico Harrison. That's the more important one, to be honest, is that he does that. Remember when Porzingis skipped an exit interview a couple of years ago with the Knicks? That was the exit interview with the front office. So, like, that's when you worry. So I saw I had a lot of people comment or, or DM or whatever and be like, oh my gosh, Kyrie skipped his exit interview. What does that mean? Like it doesn't he just mean, left town. It doesn't mean anything really. Dwight Powell didn't do an exit interview. So and he's like the most veteran veteran of all the veterans. I mean so. this year we only had like four, right? Yeah, there was only like five. It, it was it was the all the guys signed under contract next season except for Davis, Reggie Bullock, and that was it. So like yeah. everybody that's not under contract didn't show up to an exit interview. Um but so he talked about the, the optimism. He had an exit interview with Kyrie Irving and said, you know, the things that he said along the way, how he feels here, how he feels appreciated, how he feels accepted and allowed to be himself. Those are the things that he said kind of consistently. That's what gives me the optimism that he wants to be here. Why Why are those things so important to keep Kyrie in the Maver- with Mavericks? Well, I mean, yeah. I mean, I don't think we have to really list out all the things in Brooklyn um, that, you know, Kyrie – how he feels about things and um, I'm trying to think of the nicest, you know, the like most politically correct way of saying this. <laughs> um, I think, I think it's easier than that. I don't think you have to, I don't think we have to, he cares about those things. He cares about being allowed to be himself. The, you know, the, I remember before a playoff game, when he was, he playing for the Celtics where he took the sage and like was walking around the court and people made that seem like it was such a ridiculous thing. And his all his stuff about Brooklyn was about the the like the business side and like his relationship with with that and like everything he he I really mean the vaccine too yeah sure obviously yeah definitely yeah, yeah. but like there, there was I feel like there was more things than that <laughs> he was frustrated with with Brooklyn because he came in there as like the second fiddle he came in there as the uh, you know, buy one, get one free of a, of the different product that you didn't, you know, when you buy a product sometimes and you get the free sample of something else on it, he felt yeah. like he was, he was treated like that when KD was the actual product that you bought and he comes to Dallas. He, you know, we talked about when they first brought him in that he should feel like the, you know, the, the main product that they bought um, because they, they needed him and they were desperate to get him and they brought him in. And so here they, here they are. And I don't think anybody, I don't think any other organization is going to treat him like that, to be honest. 
Yeah, and it's the relationships part. That, I mean, that's why they were yes. so confident uh, when they traded for him. That's why they wanted to trade for him outside of his talents is, hey, we have the relationships with Nico Harrison, yes. Nike Days, and Jason Kidd. We've heard all the stuff, okay? Um, but that's what they're holding on to now, too, is, hey, like because of these relationships, Kyrie feels comfortable in Dallas. And because of all the, thi- all the things that he's expressed to us about his comfort here and all of that, uh, that's why there is an optimism from Nico Harrison that, yeah, he's going to be back. He even had that line of like when he was asked about making the trade midseason, he kind of compared it to the you know Porzingis trade a little bit. And he's like, well, we were rolling before the Porzingis trade and we just kept on rolling. And he's like, we didn't, uh, we weren't playing very well before the carry trade. He's, <laughs> I didn't think it was going to, you know, be the one stop fix, fix all everything. Uh, but he did have, have the line after that, that made me laugh out loud. Whatever. He was like, I didn't, I figured it couldn't be worse than what it was. <laughs> I was like, well, Oh yeah. I was waiting for him in the room to be like, but it was, <laughs> you know, but, that- but at the, but at the end of that, he said, we made, we made the trade for the long term. Yes. And of course, you know, you need to say that, but like, I think they really did. And it's like, you're not going to make this trade if you don't want to sign him long-term. So, yeah. He, so he talked about, you know, I see it as a long-term play and not a short-term play. He also said several different times that they both work talking about Luca and Kyrie, that he still believes in that pairing, that that pairing can take them to the next level. And then he threw everyone else on the roster under the bus by saying it was the other guys that didn't work out around them that they need to change. So coming up, let's talk about why those other guys need to change and how specifically they need to. And also, he talked about Luca and a potential Luca trade request. So we'll talk about that coming up. But before we do, let me tell you about the ultimate GM game. Oh, Isaac. Tell I, me about your addiction. The people, the people know that your I name love. is Nick. You're addicted to ultimate GM. Uh, hi, I'm, I'm Nick. And I'm an ultimate pro basketball GM aholic. It is one of the coolest <laughs> mobile games. If you have, if you just like to sit around and play these like mobile games, and you want something that you can like invest some time into that also uh, like pays off in the end because you can win things. You can see a player grow from like when you draft them all the way to the end of their career where at the end of a player's career, they will like retire and you can bring them back as a coach. Like you can keep them around forever. Like that's such a cool feature in this game. Uh, you get control of the draft, free agency, trades, all kinds of different things. Go check it out. The ultimate pro basketball GM game and our listeners Get a 100% free boost to their franchise when you use the promo code Locked On in the game store. That's all caps, one word, Locked On in the game shop under redeems. Go check it out, probasketballgm.com or at the Ultimate Basketball GM game on the mobile app store. Go check it out. All right, Isaac Harris, let's talk more about Nico Harrison. His exit interview of the Dallas Mavericks season is over. And he had to answer a couple questions about Luka Doncic because, of course, he did. Because Tim McMahon had the report a couple days ago that the Mavericks fear that in 2024, Luka Doncic, if things don't turn around, could request a trade. He was asked about this in several different forms, forms and fashions. And he said one of his answers was, quote, this. I don't go to sleep at night worried about is Luka going to be a Maverick. Our job is to keep Luka happy and to surround him with the players that allow him to win. He also answered another question in a similar vein this way. 
I don't know what keeping Luka happy means. If we win and he's not happy, then I don't know what to do. He's basically simplifying it, saying, hey, we didn't win this year. I don't blame Luka for not being happy. But if yeah. we still win, and like my goal is just to make sure that we win, and I believe, as Nico Harrison, that will make Luka happy and make him stay, and that's all I can do about it. Yeah, and, and he said, you know, Luka has said that he wants to be a Maverick, and it's their job to surround him with talent. So he, yeah, that, he said, I'll, I'll take Luca at his word when he talked the other day and said, you know, Hey, I'm happy here. Fans shouldn't worry. Yeah. And, and, and that's the thing. I mean, even going back to you know what we said a while ago about him talking about him, him and Kyrie fitting together on the basketball court, it's all about the pieces around them. And uh, you know, whether it's Jason Kidd, whether it's Nico Harrison today, it's very clear. Um, I mean, they're, they're rolling it out there with the expectations right now. There's going to be some uh, roster overhaul this summer. And if there's not, yeah. it's going to be, you know, question day one of training camp of like, all right, you said all this stuff. So, uh, they're laying the groundwork for the expectation of there's, there's going to be some big changes for the pieces around those two guys. They absolutely are. Uh, but he, he also, when talking about Luca, he also, um, was asked about how can Luca improve? Yeah. He started to answer it. And then he was like, well, Luca's a, let me just say this. Luca's an incredible <laughs> basketball player. And I started laughing. I was like, even media right, yeah, people we, do that now where you're like, you think about the yeah. backlash of like, okay, if I only say this, right? Like you hear it from yeah. the Zach Lowe's and the Ryan result, like the big media personalities that know that you'll get some backlash. If you only say a negative thing about a player, right? You have yep. to say, you have to, you have to couch it with a positive that you believe and then also a negative like something that they need to improve that's a criticism and get uh, that text from someone in the front office and he's like oh crap yeah or, or an agent uh, it's probably an agent now <laughs> or an agent yeah uh but he said you know he's like hey luca's got to improve he's got to play both sides of the ball yeah and for as much as we praise luca's defense last year this is me saying this not not nico for as much <laughs> as nick and I, myself praised luca's <laughs> defense last year um uh, i would say it took a step back this year to say the least uh, he also said that Luca needs to grow as a leader, but it's more of his maturity as he goes along in age that you know, as players like him, you know, get more experience under their belt. He even talked about his own leadership, leading teams in his professional career, business career and all that stuff. Um, but just him, him kind of identifying those two for Luca, his leadership and playing on both sides of the ball for rooms of improvement. Yeah, that was big. Uh, the other big thing that's coming out of this is that, Nico Harrison said there's two things that need to get better. Defense, period. That's what he said. Not not even just like rim <coughs> protection or paint defense. He said defense, period, and rebounding. And then he said, quote, that's going to be addressed. Not, hey, we'll look into it or we'll try. He said that's going to be addressed. And I, I that was very, so definitive. And he said it so many different times. Um, yeah. But Landon Thomas was the one that asked that about that question, what needs to improve. And and then Nico Harrison said defense and rebounding. And he responded, hey, you said that last year. And I completely agree with that. So I went back and listened to Nico Harrison last year. And he said, quote, we lost some games on the boards. We need to get somebody that can help us on the rebounds and be a rim protector. So, yeah, he basically did say that last year, <laughs> that they need to improve in these areas. Uh, and then later, Nico Harrison admitted, you know, hey, we tried some stuff. With, I was going to say, Jim but, he, but he tried it. It's okay. I mean, I don't see the problem with him saying it two, two times in a row if – It'd be different if they didn't try anything new. Well, it'd be different if he didn't admit it, right? We're talking when, when yeah. at the top of the show we talked about, hey, he 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 came and took it on the chin, right? He took the their their failures and said, Hey, this is, you know, leadership and um, you know, I'm taking I'm taking blame for this, basically. And uh and yeah, they tried and it didn't work, and he's admitting that it didn't work and he, he's, yeah. he's saying that we need to get better at it. 
Um, you know what this quote tells me? And I could be completely wrong in this. That rebounding matters. Okay. Rebounding does matter. <laughs> it does matter. Uh, is what this tells me is they're going to make a heavier commitment to it financially this off season that, you know, they, they tried to, they tried to look at it and say, Hey, we're going to have like the bullpen approach to a JaVel and like signing JaVel to, you know, a smaller contract, five, yeah. $6 million. Um, let's take the swing at a Christian wood and, and all this. What this tells me is, all right, they're going to go into this off season. Like, with this as a priority to, to get somebody in there that's like locked in a couple years on the contract, maybe a long-term contract, somebody that you're not questioning that, Oh, that's our starter. Somebody that will, yes, there's a financial investment into that. AKA Rudy Gobert. <laughs> anyway, let's keep on going. You say this, kidding, you, hey, hey, you, you say this now, but the Timberwolves without without Gobert are destroying the Lakers right now in this play, and as we're recording, uh, this, so sign me up, baby. <laughs> with for Gobert. No, I'm talking about for Minnesota. Are we gonna have to do the same Gobert podcast we did last year? Should we just like take it and run it back like the same podcast we did last offseason? Um, but I think you're right. I think the point that you made that it has to be a guaranteed, no doubt starter type player. That, yeah, like your guy Miles Turner. You've been yes, shouting for Miles Turner or for like three watch years. Clint Capella with the Hawks. That would be a no doubt, definite. Bring him in. Like if they just want to make room for a Kongwu, or they make a bunch of changes, like they're talking about potentially trading Trey Young. They want to like change everything around it, and they're like, okay, we can maybe get something from Clint Capella as he is aging. Then that's a player you bring in, and you're like, okay, that's a guaranteed starter. We're not, we're not like, oh, maybe it's JaVale, maybe it's Dwight, maybe it's Maxi. No, like guaranteed, definite guy making like $20 million a year that can't be your starter. And yeah, I, I thought being definitive like that, I thought that really stood out to me. Um, he also was asked about why the defense wasn't good this year, and he said, we just didn't have players that were committed to it. And yeah. that was one of several Christian Wood, other types of players, like like he threw under the bus basically. He 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 also I think the comment he used that made me like chuckle out loud <laughs> was he was asked about losing Dorian Finney Smith yeah. and you know and we all love Dorian and he even said it too he's like I love Finney love he he had a way of saying it too like I, I love I love Finney beautiful spirit <laughs> great quick amazing player but we weren't good defensively when we had him. Like this season, he was talking about like before the trade. <laughs> yeah, made me laugh out loud because I'm like, I love Dorian, but it's like you could tell there's a little of Nico's side of like, I'm so sick and tired of hearing about this <laughs> that we gave up in Dorian and now we suck defensively. We always suck because he even had this line. I wrote this down in my notes. He had this line of when he knew that they were bad defensively. He's mm -hmm. like, yeah, it was December. We December. knew. I wrote down like, what did we do? Like, what? what? If you knew in December... <laughs> What? Why didn't we? Uh, I don't know. That's when they brought in AJ Lawson. Okay. Yeah, but that was the big thing: is that the two things they need to improve are defense and rebounding. That's going to be addressed. He was very definitive on that. So we're going to focus on that all offseason. Hey, guess what? Defense and rebounding is better, is easier to get than a star player. So that's what we were focused on last year. All offseason was a star player, and so I think it's it's more. They're they're they have more of a capability to address this than, than they did. And they have more assets than they did last season too. Yeah. They got picks to trade. You have, you know, Josh green, you have Hardy, you have 
um, you know, some guys with contracts that are not that are not good, but not terrible. Like Tim Hardaway's is descending, and only one year left after next season. Davis has a non guaranteed. Uh, you could have some space if you know Reggie and Christian Wood and Dwight all leave. You know, all that kind of stuff. So Reggie's non guaranteed. They got some things. They got some things to do. So I believe they can address this, and we'll talk about tons of different ways. Uh, we should do. We'll, we'll do a pot on that, right? Yeah, I think we should do a pot on it. Oh, they're talking. They're discussing the podcast. Coming up, we'll discuss more on this podcast about other quotes that stood out to us. Let's go back and forth and say other quotes that uh, that stood out to us from Nico Harrison. We'll talk about that coming up. But before we do, let me tell you about FanDuel. FanDuel is the number one sports book, and you're gonna want to check it out for the play-in. Right now, they have live they have live odds right now uh, for Minnesota and Lakers. That's pretty fun. But Oklahoma City and the Pelicans, who do you think is favored in that game, and what's the spread? Guess the, guess the line. Oh, it's Pelicans by six. Five and a half Pelicans. Oh, you almost nailed that one. Uh, but, yeah, the home teams are getting a lot of a love here. The Sixer, Sixers-Nets, game one. Sixers at home. Guess the line, FanDuel. Ten? Eight and a half. Minus eight and a half. For the Sixers. I think I, I would take that one. If I'm looking at one, like the Hawks are an eight-point underdog against the Celtics, and the Nets are an eight-and-a-half-point underdog against the Sixers. Like, I'm taking that Sixers spread because that team's coming in there. I don't think that Nick Claxton's going to be able to handle Joel Embiid, Joel Embiid very much. No. no. Uh, we love our guy. We love Doe. Beautiful spirit. Amazing player. I don't think that that – I don't think they're going to be able to handle the, the Sixers. So, go check it out. FanDuel.com slash locked on. All right, Isaac Harris, thanks, everybody, for hanging out with us. If you listen every day, you're part of the Raccoon Squad. If you want to be further part of the Raccoon Squad, subscribe to our subtext. Click at the link in the description below. You can text us. You'll get text alerts from us. We were talking to some people today about uh, Nico Harrison's uh, exit interview. Had some great conversations with some people on there. So uh, join that, and you get to text us directly. All right, let's start. What was a a, a quote that stood out to you from Nico Harrison? Let's just go back and forth. Ooh, um... Let's do uh, the Christian Wood quote. So he was asked about Christian Wood. He said Christian Wood was efficient. He said offensively he's amazing, efficient scorer. Then he had the quote later on (laughs) um, (laughs) saying, just because you're an efficient scorer, there's more to the game than that. There you go. Yeah. I mean, that's it. He's he's six foot ten Lou Williams, and I don't think he like accepted that. But the Mavericks used him as that all season. Um, and yeah. I, I think the fact that he kept talking about rebounding so much and they, they didn't talk about Christian Wood, like mm. talked about his rebounding. And I've I had and a lot of people reach players out. And, yeah, so yeah. I don't think he was blaming everything on, on Christian Wood. But it, some no. of these comments do, like the one about, you know, what players work around Luka and Kyrie. Players with high basketball IQ. Well, he doesn't think very highly of the players the Mavericks had. So if he says that those are the players that work around Luka and Kyrie and the players we have don't work, what does that say about the players' basketball IQ that they have right now? Yeah. Um, yeah, that, that one is interesting. To, to me, I asked him a question about um, a couple things. I asked one of my first questions that I really wanted to know was, I said, you know, last week Mark Cuban said, you know, there are some things in basketball that change that like I didn't keep up that I didn't keep up with. And I personally take blame for that. Mark Cuban said this. We remember, we talked all about it. You know, that's, yeah. that's when he referenced the take foul, you know, the take foul changed and it changed everything. Things in basketball <laughs> changed that we weren't prepared for. And I said, 
what do you think about that? What were the things that, that changed that you guys weren't prepared for? And he responded, I'm not sure what Mark meant, and I'm not going to try to put words into his mouth by saying that. And he said, if I try to guess what Mark Cuban said, kind of like in jest, like saying, hey, like, who knows what Mark Cuban's thinking at any given moment. And then I followed up by, okay, well, what do you think about you know, Cuban saying, I, I personally take blame? When Cuban said he, he personally takes blame. And Nico came back and said, that's what leadership does. Leadership, you take responsibility, just like I'm doing out here right now. I'm taking responsibility for our season. And I thought that, that stood out a lot to me because of all the stuff we talked about, Jason Kidd, of taking responsibility and of, of taking blame and all that kind of stuff. It was just so opposite of what that was. Um, and yeah, I, I appreciated that and from, from Nico. And I thought that, that was interesting that he said, hey, you know, leadership takes responsibility. That's exactly what I thought of in that moment was Jason Kidd. Um, I thought it was interesting how Nico, uh, how much he gushed over Jaden Hardy. Uh, he was asked about, I did Hardy. I was right with him. No, well, I'm just saying like, you know, it got a, oh my gosh. Wait, he, he gushed mean, about who? Jaden Hardy. Hardy, let's go party. Uh, we got to pull that out every once in a while because we won't be able to see him play until summer league. Next time we have Nico on the pod, we got to do that. <laughs> we got we got to drop it and get the get the awkward Nico like chuckle. Um, but no, I mean people he got like a Frank. it got an audible. Oh my gosh! I mean, Jaden Hardy, yeah, is, you know, and oh my gosh from from Nico, uh, but he just talked about how much he he grew over you know every month of the season basically, and then he even said he, he expects next year for him to be an everyday player, to be a part of the rotation next year. He was and, he was asked what's an what's a realistic you know next step for him like a role for him next season. And he said an everyday player, you know, like uh, it wasn't like he yeah. said he said he's going to be an everyday player. He said he expects him that that's like the next step for him. Yeah, uh, that he should be that basically. Yeah, so I just I made a note of it. How, how much he? I mean, it's it's been Nico's only draft pick, so it'd be yeah, nice. Yeah, tra- he traded for. Yeah. What if Nico's incredible at drafting? He got he got Hardy, and what if he like the tenth pick? He gets like the next Giannis or the next, you know whoever. <laughs> That'd be amazing. What if we just don't know? They just haven't had draft picks. <laughs> I know we don't know how good Nico is at draft, and they keep trading them. They traded. They already traded a future first. Um. To me, uh, the comment that we've talked about, we talked about a lot yesterday. Uh, he said, Jason Kidd is our coach. Mm. Came out and definitively said that and said no one asked about him last year, which, again, we talked about <laughs> okay. yesterday. If you want to hear us talk about Jason Kidd, go listen to yesterday's episode. But let, let me push back on that just a second. Of <laughs> There's a reason why no one asked about that last year. Right? Oh, yeah, like, yeah. You did good. That's like, <laughs> like, like I, I just don't understand it. It'd be like me cheating on my wife right now and and being like hey you didn't ask me last year about <laughs> our marriage but you didn't ask me last year right and it's like well no because stuff has happened over the past year what are you talking about <laughs> um so remember, remember she wants him to respond to her dm and it wasn't just nico you know it was jason kidd the other day too right you know yeah, it was jason, jason kidd, kidd and was, nico have both said this you know about jason you know job. kid got pretty <laughs> frustrated about it um, you know, he's like, you know, about not asking last year. I'm like, I don't know. I just don't understand the mindset of that of like, yeah, we, yeah, <laughs> we know why we did ask that last year. Yeah. It, it, so. is, it is what it, it was, what it was anyway. And this year was 
complete opposite. So I feel like it's a natural thing to at least be asked about. But <laughs> anyway, <laughs> um, John, I'm going down to my list. We've covered a lot so far. Um, talked about the Luca stuff. We talked about something that's not Nico Harrison for one second. Yeah, please do. Markeith Morris tweeted something today. He said, mm. quote, oh, I didn't see this. Dallas, I know the year ain't go like we wanted to, but everything happens for a reason. First time in eight years I haven't been to the playoffs. Coming back next year for everything we didn't get. See y'all soon. Okay. Let's he's go. not under he's not under contract next year, right? I don't know. He hit some shots in that last game, though. He but, um, he, but he's not under contract. So what's he talking about coming back? We'll come back to somebody. He could be back in Dallas. I don't know. Yeah, minimum. Um, let's end it talking about the uh, the quote he gave you about what oh, he's learned. Yeah, <laughs> because so, I thought that was interesting. So I asked him, you know, is there's what have you learned up until this point about your job and about about this that you wish you knew from day one? And he really, this is the first time his whole press conference he really sat and thought about something. He really wanted to say something very specific, and he said. You know, I didn't understand the way that fans get so high and so down after like wins and losses. And then somebody else asked a question, like kind of interrupted him. And that made me furious, but, (laughs) but he answered it that way. And I thought that was so interesting. I'm so curious how a GM can gauge how fans feel, you know, because I don't know, I don't know if they believe in the Twitter stuff. We have the, we have the Jason kid proof that he doesn't care. Twitter isn't the coach. But he does. The kid pays attention. To but him. he does pay attention and read that stuff. Uh, we know Cuban probably does. He's probably got burners everywhere. Uh, at Nick Van Ex, at Isaac L. Harris are probably both Cuban burners at this point. So. Yeah, people tweet us all the time thinking it is. Um, I I want to know. Uh, there's so many different angles to this that I was thinking about. My immediate reaction is I would love to know how he knows the fan reactions. Yes. Is it Twitter? Is it a different? Is he on Reddit? <laughs> Um, is he, I mean, that would have just fueled so many people if he was like, yeah, get on Reddit after games. It would have uh, been, it would have been like, uh, when Iman Vellani, who is Miss Marvel in the MCU, like she's the biggest Marvel fan and she has a Reddit account. And like these Reddit fans spent so long trying to figure out who she was, like which, she's like, yeah, I, I still like, even when she was in a Marvel project, she's like, I still comment on stuff. And she's like, just such a big nerd about everything that she's commenting. They try to, it would be like that. Like everyone would be trying to find him so hard. Like, okay, let's see somebody commented on this. Who is me? Who's defending Uh, Dwight Powell? But also, but also thinking about, no, that's Bobby. Bobby's just (laughs) on there just defending Dwight. But also think about it from his perspective too, of like most people who get a GM job, they've been in a league for a while. So they at least know the fan, the relationship with fans. And, or have, or have distanced, or have distanced themselves enough that they don't understand what it is. Yeah, and, and I mean he he's been around the league for a while and all relationships, and he knows. I'm not saying he doesn't know about fandom and all that, but just the uniqueness of it for him. A couple of years now of being in the front office in that relationship of an NBA front office, or really just a sports franchise front office with a fan base. That that made me think about that of like how unique that is for somebody to learn. And he probably is at least checking social media and seeing the extreme highs of fire him <laughs> and, you know, all this stuff into after wins, we're winning the title. 
And that's that's Twitter. That's social media. You know? He's probably in the comments of this video right now. <laughs> Say something nice to Nico Harrison in the comments. I bet he, I bet people come up to him like in daily life as he like drives around or drops his kids off at school or something. Like I bet he I bet people say stuff to him all the time. I mean, I'd probably say it's nice things because most people, most online people aren't going to say their crap to but people the, in person. But the highs and but. lows of like wins and losses, like after a loss, people are probably like, oh man, that one was so tough. You know, like that kind of stuff. I don't think they come up and say like mean things to him. But. Hey, why didn't you play Christian Wood? <laughs> <laughs> I want to ask him that. Do uh, people ever come up to you and say, hey, why did you play Christian Wood? There you go. He's Let like, us know. In the, well, how long do you have? Let me explain <laughs> to you why he's not going to play. Let us know in the comment section below. What do you think? Uh, what comment from Nico Harrison stood out to you the most? Also, subscribe to our subtext. Check the link in the description. Go listen to Locked On NBA. Uh, go listen to Locked On NBA. Great stuff. Break down the play-in games. Locked On NBA on the podcast uh, app of your choosing or wherever you get or on YouTube. Check it out, guys. Thanks so much for listening to Locked On. Man. Peace out. I did that. I did that read so good. <laughs>